Thanks, guys. Thank you all who are gathered on this snowy winter night. <laughs> We're so confused this time of year. We can't get the thermostat worked perfectly, can we? We tell it no hotter than 68 and no colder than 68, and it just doesn't know what to do. And then we step outside, and it's really nice, and then it's really yucky inside, and welcome to Texas. So anyway, well, Merry Christmas one and all, and welcome to those who are joining us from out of town, I know that's the bulk of, well, that's all of you because we didn't live stream the first service, but we had a lovely little packed service here at 530. Welcome to Christmas Eve Eve at ANC, which takes a little explanation. You see, we don't do normal things around here. We can't be trusted with Christmas Eve services or Christmas services. We have to do Christmas Eve Eve service. It's a self-pronounced sort of 23rd of December sort of thing, and you'd have to know our history and why that's actually funny, but the, the, the point is, is we don't do normal, or we do it as, as infrequently as possible, which is actually what allows us to gather tonight in worship around a mid-90s pop song. You notice that? What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, just a stranger on the bus trying to make their way home? So exactly zero churches around America consider that a worship song, so in case you needed me to point that out to you, Um, that's how we do abnormal around here. But we do know the truth when we see it, and we know the truth certainly in song when we hear it. And that's about the best question I can think of, and we love nothing better than a good question around here. And of course, what if God was one of us, if you think about it, might be the most important answer, the question that would seek an answer that we could ever ask, that we could ever pronounce. So, so John, uh, I'm sorry, John, Joan Osborne wrote that song to the near top of the charts in some way midway through 1996. Although, as Lamar pointed out to me a couple weeks ago, awkwardly in a staff meeting, that she didn't in fact write the song after I told the whole, whole congregation that she did. Lamar pointed out how this song was actually written by Eric Bazilian, and that's a very large number, so I don't really know how old his last name is. But anyway, thanks for that, Lamar, straightening me out there in front of all the staff. That was, that was very helpful. Whoever wrote it, it's in the point. It's a haunting song, and it's been haunting us ever since the 90s. What if indeed, Joan, what if indeed God was one of us? What if indeed God was one of us, friend? I wonder, has your heart found a way to shape that question? I mean, to be honest, Christianity has an answer to that, right? It's the centerpiece of all of it. It's called the incarnation of God in Christ. And today we gather to celebrate what we believe is our answer, and his name is Jesus. God made flesh. If only Oh, if only we could actually get ourselves to believe it. But today isn't the day to worry about where we might have missed it. Today is a day to wonder, to ask, to inquire, to probe. So let's hear our Christmas text from the Gospel of Luke. It comes from chapter 2. You guys know this story. And even if the words don't come back to you, your body will remember and your heart will remember its contours. I have some readers who are going to join me. Come on, y'all, if you're reading. I have the mic gather around these words. You'll know them. Come come on up here. All right. I'll hold the mic. You can drop your mask and you can read. Perfect. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Very good. Next part. 
Thank you. I'll hold it. You can drop the mask. It's easier. Yeah, here we go. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Mm. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising the God and praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Right. I wonder if I can trust Stephanie to hold her own microphone. <laughs> When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who, had, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Thank you. So that's it. That's the story we've been waiting on. And if we press it through that filter, if we press it through that question, what if God was one of us? I wonder, what would be different about our world if we actually believed our own central story? What would be different about us as we walk around in our world, as we engage with our world, as we look at ourselves and the world around us, if we actually believe that God was once one of us? How loudly would we have to scream and shout to feel heard? How far would we have to travel to finally feel found if right here was the there we always dreamed might exist somewhere? What if? Do you see how distance and time literally collapse if here is indeed everywhere, which is the point I've been trying to make since Thanksgiving? Do you see how all time and distance collapse? I've spoken of little else all Advent. It's been our sole subject we've been talking about. If this child mother, if this young virgin mother is us, if this newborn God is a glimpse of our own becoming, our own eventual becoming, then we have a lot of rethinking to do. I would argue I'm not sure we've ever believed the central tenet of our faith. Perhaps, friends, perhaps we aren't who we thought we were. And perhaps the same is true for God. What if eternal love actually chose this of all crazy places, this of all simple, unremarkable, castaway places? What if eternal love chose this place to set up shop and make its home? Oh, what if indeed? If this is true... If God was born here, then we are all, every last one of us without exceptions, including God, now locatable within the same cell wall. Do you see how that works? Look down at your hands. I told that to the 530 service and nobody looked at their hands. Look at your hands. Turn it over. I present to you God's hands. I give you Mary's hands. Those are also your hands. Do you see how that works? Rumi said it this way, you are not a drop in the ocean, you are the entire ocean in a single drop. Oh, you must know that I think this is actually true. I think that it is. In fact, it's all I can see right now from where I sit in my own life and experience. Maybe this is why Lamar and I chose to hitch our wagon to this particular star this year, this lyric, 
this season. We've outlived all smaller theologies of our youth, of our former lives. You know, we bring bigger questions than those theologies could ever fully accommodate. And so here we are, and we need clear voices now around which to gather. Even if they waft to us prophetically from 1995, all good denim does, so why wouldn't we trust good songs? (laughs) The point is we're gathered at the manger now, and now we must square up to this astonishing event. If we let it, it can reorient the whole business of being human. Let me press this just a little bit further. What would be, what could be, what might be true about us if God was one of us? Don't rush this, friends. This is the question of the season. Take your time with this question now. Maybe close your eyes even to get your heart around it. Perhaps take your hand and place it on your heart and sit with this just a minute. What if God was one of us? If God was one of us, if God was born here in the mess of our world, would it make God something unrecognizable? Would we have to pull our sovereign God down from the heavens and corrupt him irreparably to make him one of us? Would becoming human make God too common, too accessible, too temporary? Does human flesh devalue or diminish or in any appreciable way, does it, does it lower the all-powerful God that we claim is the source and pulse of everything that we know? Would an earthly existence destroy God or just the notion we've created around a God that we can't reach? Or rather, would the claim that God was born here, one of us, would it not elevate somehow our reality, our particular suffering, our longing, our broken hearts, our temporary limitations? Think clearly now, friends, if this is true, if these shepherds and these angels and these constellations aren't total fools, then doesn't this story celebrate and affirm our competence as human beings? Does our capacity to nurture, does our ability to give birth, our amperage for transcendence, our amplitude for meaning not get elevated if God was in fact one of us? Oh, I think it's the case. Love was born here. And if you must know how I know, it's because it's what we're all made of. It's our basic truth. Love did choose this place, this broken, worthy place, this to, to rise up literally from the inside of, to redefine and redirect, to regather and rebirth from the inside out. God did choose this place. Now, it's not mocking God to claim that he was a stranger on the bus. Every stranger you've ever seen was the face of God. That stranger was God because this was God's home. Of course he was on public transit. How else would he get home? Oh, you can find God anywhere you look open-heartedly. You'll see. I wonder, friends, is this beginning to connect now in new ways this Christmas season for you? Can you see what load, what freight, what precious cargo this little manger bears for us now? Can you see what transformative truth about us, about where we come from, about where we're headed, cracked the world open in the humble place while the rest of the world slept Can you see it more clearly now, I wonder? I hope you do, I do. I so hope you do. There really isn't much a preacher can add to a story like this, if you must know. It's already complete. In every bloody, earthy, gritty detail, it's the kind of story it takes a body to understand. But let me just point out, if I may, one last thing as we go our separate ways for the last time in this long 10-year year this decade of a year. (laughs) Did you notice who was invited to the occasion? Luke offers us simply shepherds. Shepherds were there. Now, we'll add the rest from the other Gospels, but Luke offers us the story in his chapter 2, simply shepherds were there. Shepherds seem really interesting and 
quite quaint and neat to us, but they weren't back then. You must know they smelled like hard work and unwashed animals. They spent the entire night out in the fields keeping watch, and they never turned up on the list of people of influence, people of significance. The shepherds would never have been invited. Yet they were personally invited by angelic beings and led to the place where the baby was by the constellations themselves with whom they were on a first-name basis, apparently. So we find shepherds in the company of angels, And the young couple that love chose to give birth to a brand new world. And that matters if you let it. That detail matters. Why? Well, because if these sheep herders were significant enough to be invited, then so might we, so might I, so might you. This is just a story unless we can settle our hearts on this central claim. We belong here too. Right there between sheep tenders and star dwellers. We belong there. So I can think of no simpler way to summarize this story for us than this way. And hear me clearly. We are the stars that point the way. We are the angels who announce the news to sleepy shepherds by night. We are the shepherds who prophesy to the labor-drunk mother. We are the competent teenage arms that take the baby to breast, then sing the future into his ears as he nurses while the mother, we are the mother who believes, y'all. We are also the baby that pierces the night on his crash course from liquid to gas, the baby that is both past, present, and future all at once, the baby that needs nothing except everything from his parents at the same time. We are the hay that absorbs the afterbirth, and we are the, ours is the blood that pours forth on the ground there in that cave as the cable, the tether to eternity itself is severed with God knows what blade. This is our story We don't own it. We can't contain it. It belongs to everyone, but it is our story. So this final thought as we go, if God was one of us, we aren't lost. We're found. If God was one of us, whatever mess we've made of our lives, whatever ruins we currently inhabit, whatever disappointments have become part of our daily existence, if God was one of us, it is still all good enough to give birth to divinity. It can still be the birthplace of God. If God was one of us, then God is so much more than anger and judgment. Our work will will have to be now to understand why in the world we ever thought that about God in the first place. If God was one of us, dear friends, then there's nowhere to go but here. We need travel no place but here. There's no other reality needed but yours and mine and this one. If God was one of us, then this is love's home. You are love's home. Welcome home.